When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, the conversation that we're having today is about the Night King. We talked about it yesterday, the Night King's Endgame. And I have a very special guest. He is a Game of Thrones fan, a Star Wars fan. He's a fan of a lot of things. He is Mr. Sunday Movies. Hello, it's me. I'm here. Yeah, I like this. This is audio only, so it's back to the you I know. With you, you're faceless, just like me. I'm faceless. All right, so our question. Season 7 has ended. The wall's down. But a lot of people ask you, what is the Night King's true motivation? What's his endgame? I think it started as revenge, kind of revenge on the, the children of the forest and that. And maybe men and such, because that, like that was what he was built for, right? Yeah, I like that. And I think it's just, you know what? Everything. I was going to take it all. That's what I, I think he's got no rhyme or reason. He's just a virus. Yeah, I like I liked yeah. the no rhyme or reason virus, but I hadn't really thought of the direct revenge idea. That mm. You created, you made me a monster. Um, this is like, uh, you know, I'm like a, a vampire. I just want to die. Yeah. Now I can't, I'm going to take everything over. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, Because I, I, I remember him being, the whites were particularly vicious on that last children of the forest. Yeah. Like pinned her down and just kept stabbing yeah. her. You know what I mean? Oh, leaf, leaf went out ugly. Yeah. It wasn't like straight to the neck. It was just, it wasn't <laughs> it was, good. Yeah. It was good. I, I like, so if, if he, one of our callers had this idea of like, all right, so he takes over. What is he going to do? Just sit and chill on what's left of the Iron Throne? Do you think that that's all he wants? That's a good question. I don't even think he wants a throne. I think he just wants to kind of wander the, the wasteland and just be like, this is mine. I did this. This is all mine. Do, do you think... People in Essos should be worried. Is a narrow sea gonna freeze? Can he take that dragon over there and make some more whites? Or they should they get involved? Well, yeah, well he could actually. I didn't think about that, but yeah, he can take the dragon. Because I'm thinking they they don't swim. They probably right. don't do boats. Right. They don't climb. Right. But he can fly. So all he has to do, he goes over there, converts half a dozen. Yeah. And then it's it. That's and that's done, it. Yeah. And then Essos. It. I think Essos needs to get involved. Uh, you looking forward to obviously season eight? What do you, what do you think's gonna happen here? Quick prediction. For the Night King specifically? Yeah, anything overall, eight. Because I have you here. I'm not yeah, going to fly to Australia much and get you here. <laughs> right. So what do you think, season eight? What do you expect? I think we're going to get Death of Cersei at the hands of Jaime, which is a pretty popular theory. Because yeah. you know, there's that there's that prophecy, obviously. I think we're going to get either John or Danny is going to die. Because I don't think we're going to get the happy ending that people want necessarily. But I think you need someone ruling. But I also think that person might establish a democracy. Because the way they've kind of hinted towards that, that Danny can't have children potentially right. right and who's going to rule right and the best system of government in this horrible world where any lunatic can be born and then is king by default they should probably get rid of that for a better system truly breaking the wheel and i like that too I, i'm putting money down on, on danny died right yeah. being reunited with cal drogo in the saddest of bittersweet moments yeah absolutely. You, know? Uh, you know i'd be okay with that and i think george martin george R. R. martin yeah. even said bittersweet didn't he yeah i think those were his exact yeah, words at one point the late george martin told the beatles something would be bittersweet <laughs> as well too that's mr sunday movies with some great thoughts on game of thrones looking forward to season eight you can go to his youtube channel and get wonderful fun informative videos and you can uh, comment how much you don't like his theories because that now that's we are pretty positive here on daily thrones that's what i like I, all right guys we roll on. Call in with your theories about the Night King. Hey, Ken. So talking about the Night King, you know, I, the the, politi- the biblical kind of angle kind of intrigues me that maybe the Night King is kind of this Noah's Ark storm type thing. And, you know, his purpose is to cleanse the all of Westeros of 
everyone and just create like a whole new order. I, I kind of, it's kind of fascinating to me to think about it in those kind of terms. But I definitely think, though, he's evil. I, I do think he has an evil agenda. He's not a good guy. Some people think, you know, in his mind he might be feeling like he's doing, you know, good in his head. Whatever's going on in his, that icy head of his. But I do think he's there with a purpose. And the purpose is to kill and to take over and create a whole new order of a, a truly a land of always winter, but all the Westerners. Hey, Ken. In the show, I think the Night's King's motivation is really to make the world forever winter, make the land of always winter to spread it across Westeros and maybe even to Essos. I like how Mr. Sunday Movies said he got his revenge on his creators, and now it's time to fulfill his programming. He's going to kill all the humans, all the warm-blooded creatures in the world, and make everything ice. Now, an alternative theory that I have, which I think applies more to the books, is that the Night's King or the others in the books want to break their curse. They want to somehow end their suffering and turn back. Maybe not turn back into humans. I don't know if they'll be able to do that, but just stop existing, really. They're trying to find a way to end their suffering, to stop the curse that the Children of the Forest put on them. We're still talking the Night King's endgame, his motivation, and I love the calls from Eric and Billy talking about it. Billy brings up a great point related to the books only, but who knows? It could very much factor in to the whole story overall, if that's what George has built into it. Book and show that maybe the Night King isn't just about taking over, isn't just about revenge, which are good points. It isn't just creating a winter wonderland to walk around in, which is something anyone would want, right? It is about reversing some sort of curse. He's going about it in a dark and evil way, but if truly the uh, children of the force created them, this idea, and we had talked about it earlier today as well, that, hey, man, it's revenge, it's I'm a vampire, I want to die, I want to go away, but maybe it is a, a reversal of a curse. It's a revenge and a reversal, and I like that idea that it could be explored if the book goes into more detail about the children of the forest, if they are the ones who created the White Walkers, the others, which is possible to be the same. I do wonder if that's the same. It was a weird, sudden answer in the show. Like, season six, here we go. Leaf sticks in the dragon uh, the dragon glass, and we suddenly have the Night King. I, I don't know if that'll play out as the same. Maybe it's part of it. I, I'm obviously going to be more detailed in the books, but this... This thing about the others and the great other it does kind of go into a higher level God versus Satan type of stuff to me. I can see that. But I also just like the simple idea of maybe like, uh, you know, like when Aragorn frees the, you know, the dead army, the ghost army in Return of the King. Uh, maybe that's what the Night King and his whites want. Just, hey, could you, could you reverse, could you put us back to normal people? We'll finish out our days. We'll leave you alone just that's what we want maybe that could be it what do you guys think we're still talking about the night king's end game motivation as well as some other things what's over at essos trivia a lot on the table been fun discussions this week guys here on daily thrones keep the calls coming hey ken kevin ross uh you were asking about essos uh i think the only thing essos has left to offer are the red priests um, uh, Melisandre will bring probably bring uh, a few red priests across, and I think what Melisandre will do is uh, get the hound over his uh, fear of fire, and inform him and show him that he is a red priest. 
And that's how he'll beat his brother in the Cochlean Bowl. He'll be able to light his giant sword on fire, and then once he pierces the armor, uh, the undead dying thing on the inside will burst into flames, and that'll be really cool. But it occurs to me that the further east you go, the more magic there is. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of maester influence there as well. Um, but uh, because we only, we're only strapped to six episodes, may, they may be longer, but only six, the only thing Essos has left to offer are Red Priests. Thanks. All right, so one of the things we've been talking about here this week on Daily Thrones is Essos and how Essos relates to what's going on in Westeros and the potential war for the dawn, a second long night, all those kind of things. Now, I think at this point, it's uh, we all can agree that Night King get get on uh, his new zombie ice dragon Viserion and fly on over, turn a couple people into some whites over in Bravos, and then they start spreading on down. Next thing you know, winter has come to Essos, and he has another continent in his grasp. So that's the danger of Essos. So I've been asking, should Essos get involved in the fight? Should Jon Snow send someone over there to recruit? Is it just the Golden Company coming back this way with Euron to fight for Cersei and in her battle for the Iron Throne, which might be moot? Uh, what else is over in Essos? And Kevin from Three Cocktail Questions, always good with theories, calls in with an idea. He, he He's good at wrapping all his theories into one good point. I love it, Kevin. You're sneaky. That... What is over in Essos that might help the end of the story and the battle for the dawn, the war for the dawn, is red priests and magic. He also thinks the Hound might be a red priest or might become a red priest, which is how he might defeat the mountain and factor into the end. We know Melisandre has said she'll be back. We know Melisandre has told Arya we shall meet again. She's also told Varys you will die over here just like I will. So I believe Melisandre, say what you will about her, it's been pretty good. Her prophecy interpretation can sometimes be off, but she's uh, her word's pretty good otherwise. I think the Red Priestess, as Varys would say, will come back, and I think they will factor in. And Kevin is right. Kevin is right. The farther east you go into a shy where dragons were sent to once of war roamed, and who knows, maybe they're still there. A shy is a land we don't really know much about. A shy is a is a land you hear about, but we I don't know if we're ever really gonna go there. And there is some mystic uh, mystic stuff, some mystical stuff, some magic going on there. Out of the reach of the maesters, Kevin is one of those people, along with people that really believe, and I, I'm on board for it too, that the maesters have been trying to suppress magic for a long time over in Westeros. But maybe that is what Essos will have to offer. I agree with it. I think they got some armies. I think they got some skilled fighters. I think Dario should get his ass over back to Westeros and help Danny and just be not necessarily at her side, but just uh, help. Uh, and I think that could be something there. Although the old slave masters can come back over and uh, make good and, and redeem themselves as human beings and fight for the great end and fight for the great victory. But I think the only thing that might be over in Essos worth anything is those red priests and priestesses. What do you guys think? What is the Essos that we need for the final fight? Hey, Ken, uh, responding to Mark's phone call about trivia, uh, a local bar around me did do Game of Thrones Quizzo with Trivia Night, 
Uh, it was last year, and my friends dragged me. I mean, I was going to go anyway, but they they dragged me there 100%. And, and, of course, thanks to me, we won. And, in fact, no other team even was close to our score. I think I got every question right. It, was, it wasn't anything with the books. It was, a, you know, show only, of course, but I've watched the episodes so many times, and I'm pretty knowledgeable about the show that my friends knew if they brought me, we would win, and we did. That's Daily Thrones for today. I want to thank Mr. Sunday Movies, James Clement, coming in and uh, spending some time with us here on Daily Thrones. He had a busy day at Collider and Screen Junkies. Glad he took a moment to talk to us about the Night King. Keep your calls coming in about the Night King's endgame, his motivation, what you think. A lot more to come. We're going to get into Azora High probably tomorrow with a great call. I've been waiting to post uh, getting a th- our thoughts started about the mythology of Azora High on the show, which is, of course, as always, Slightly different or underplayed compared to the books isn't everything, right? A lot of fun talking with you guys, as always. Do me a favor, if you like what you hear, if you're a long-time listener to the show or just joining, uh, favorite it and share it on the Internet. You can easily share these segments and podcasts on Twitter and other forms of social media. Go ahead and do that. It helps get the word out there so Daily Thrones can grow and get bigger as we not quite race towards Season 8. But we'll get there. See you guys next time on Daily Thrones.